What is up, everyone, and welcome back to Stacking Slab. I am so fired up for this episode. This one I've been thinking about for, man, a week, a week and a half. You know, I like this format of going deep on an individual player. Hopefully you all enjoyed the Seku episode from last week. I got some messages from individuals uh, sending screenshots of some Seku cards that they picked up and that they're believers in in Seku uh, moving forward. So um, that fires me up and gets me really excited for this today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card investor, and professional wrestling fan. It is gorgeous in Indianapolis as I record this right now. I, I wish I could just transmit the view of what I'm seeing right now into this audio. The it, sun is out. It is shining. It is one of those perfect days. So a little bit of yard work, a little bit of run, a run outside, make sure I uh, stay healthy during this time, get that fitness in, doing some yard work. I got that gasoline smell on my hands, you know, cutting the grass. Inevitably, I've washed it like 10 times, which we all should be washing our hands right now. Don't you forget that. But um, really, the gasoline, as I'm recording this, is all up in my face, but that's okay. You know, and Saturday night, uh, you know, as I, I'm recording this, it's it's really become a one of my primetime nights to dig into the hobby. So trying to go in and try to uh, find deals, find opportunities, try to connect with other individuals. It's just a great time to unwind. Everyone's at home. So based on last week's episodes, go check out some of those platforms or forums where you can go to uh, connect with other sport card collectors and investors and make sure that, you know, as you hear this, you're going to be a day away from Saturday, um, which is, I find to be one of the best nights for sport cards. A little bit of housekeeping. As always, you can follow us on the so- social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Stacking Slabs. That's the best place to give us the feedback. Hit that subscribe button. Give us that five stars. We love those reviews. Okay, so today's episode, I think, is uh, it took me a while to come to the conclusion and the recommendation of based on, oh, before I jump in, actually, before I jump in, let me take a step back. I almost forgot. We've got a giveaway. Last Dance giveaway, 2017-2018, Steve Kerr and Case Scripted Signatures 105. I have a pinned tweet. You need to follow Stacking Slabs on Twitter, like or retweet it. Or you can go to Instagram, hit the hit the follow button, and shoot me a note on Steve Kerr. Going to announce that winner at the end of the last dance. So what I was saying is this is a really polarizing episode, I think, and a player and topic. I kind of send send things to the market, and I, part of my approach is to just to listen and hear what I get back. And I could not have got a more polarizing of a response from an individual as I have with this one for today's episode. So today's topic and one of my favorite topics of the last couple of weeks is the starting, and then I put, you know, parentheses and question mark on that quarterback of the New England Patriots, Jarrett Stidham. I think... This is just an incredible topic. It comes off the wave of New England, six Super Bowls, so many painful memories for me as a Colts fan. Um, and the Tom Brady, their, their guy um, going down south, ending his career 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in all likelihood. And now the New England Patriots are in a situation where, hey, it's time to start a new quarterback. And it's honestly, as a fan of the sport, it's interesting to think about it being right now. And it's this situation because for years, it seemed like the organization was preparing for Brady's departure, whether it was Ryan Mallett. Remember that name? That just seems like forever ago. Or um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Castle, um, Jacoby Brissett, you name it. There's always been someone in the background that potentially could be Tom Brady's replacement. And it's very interesting that it's former Auburn quarterback Jarrett Stidham at this point. So really what I want to talk about today is Jarrett Stidham as an investment. And I think like just before we start, I think, you know, we had the draft a week and a half ago and people were expecting New England to do something at the quarterback position. Personally, I was not. I was not shocked that they did not draft the quarterback. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I just am trying to get into the mind of Bill Belichick and what I know about how he operates, and that's what I want to unpack here. What I will say is even before this, this situation is so fluid that before the launch of this episode, New England could have brought in another quarterback because I do think they need another quarterback in that room. It could be potentially a trade with the Indianapolis Colts to bring Jacoby Brissett back there. It could be landing Andy Dalton, who just got released from the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think it will be Cam Newton, which I know there's been a lot of chatter. There's so many reasons that I don't think it would be Cam Newton. But who knows? I could be wrong. But inevitably, I think you know Brian Hoyer is not going to be competing with the starting job. He was in Indianapolis last year, and let me tell you, New England fans, He's a good guy to have in the locker room. Not the guy you want to be um, starting right now or give you any signs of what's to come in the future. So I think Hoyer plays that role of mentor and is great at that. Then you have Stidham, but then there's kind of a gap. So I expect the New England Patriots to bring in another quarterback at this point, but I don't think if they bring in another quarterback at this point that it's a slam dunk that that person will end up being the starter of the New England Patriots. I believe it's Jared Stidham's job to lose. So let's get into it. So like I did in last week's episode, I really evaluate Jared Stidham and the investment based on my four primary criteria buckets. So when you have a structure and you have a process, these things become unchanged. And then as you use these this structure moving forward, then you can begin to make decisions more quickly and easily. And that's why I like it. So As a recap, I evaluate skill, situation, moments, and intangible factors. And I'll tell you, as I've gone through this, and I'm going to hit the highlights at each of those, it is not clear cut. It is not straightforward as with Sekou Demboye for me that and why I have invested so much in Sekou. And it's not clear cut with Stidham at all. And there's a lot of gray area because... There's little that we've seen, but there's some some items based on the New England Patriots organization that we know, and I think we need to flex into those. So let's start with skill. People, you know, I think I've heard a lot of sentiment about his build, and unlike some people are not sure that he, you know, is big enough or strong enough to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. You know, in comparison, what people I have not heard is that 
you know, he is relatively about the same size as Jacoby Brissett, or excuse me, as Aaron Rodgers, as Teddy Bridgewater. 6'2", 220, that's the type of body and frame you're getting with uh, Jared Stedham, and that's something I don't think is stressed enough. So highly, um, you know, he's got that size. Six, There's a lot of 6'2", 220 type guys in the league. I think what's going from him, for him, is he's really an accurate passer and a primarily a good decision maker. He does a good job of passing at each level. And in the body of work we really have to compare, and I know this is always hard because it doesn't always translate, it's just what he did in his senior year at Auburn. Now, granted, what he did with, with his senior year of Auburn, there's a lot I like on that tape and what I've reviewed. Um, but the thing about it is, is, you know, the Auburn team didn't really do them many favors. The offensive line was very average. Guys dropped a ton of balls, a lot of touchdowns that were dropped. Um, but what I can say is that I think, you know, he did a really nice job in his senior campaign to show that he is accurate. He can make good decisions. And the thing that I really like about Jared Stidham, before I go into the things I might not like so much is that he he's a back shoulder passer. Like if you look at his some of the throws he's made in that senior year campaign, and even the preseason tape and that footage that is available, and there's a lot of it on YouTube, especially right now. A lot of people are unearthing that, so go check it out. He does a great job of throwing at the back shoulder of receivers in tight spots and tight situations, which um, never played quarterback, uh, played football. I've been an admirer of quarterbacks, especially having Peyton Manning and you know Andrew Luck be my quarterback as a Colts fan for so many years. It is so hard to throw to that back shoulder, especially in that tight window. And I think Stidham is a guy that is has the capability of doing that in a long form season with the right pieces and uh, protection in front of him. The negative, I think it's, the jury's still out just in terms of his composure in the pocket. He, I don't think he's proven himself as someone who's really great under pressure. He's more inclined to maybe take off with his legs. So I think New England, knowing them, they probably do a better job of any others at playing at quarterback strength, but that's something to look out for. I don't think he has a huge arm, which there's, that seems to always be a knock that this quarterback doesn't have a huge arm and then proves it out uh, at a later date. I know that was a that was a kind of a criticism of Andrew Luck before he entered the NFL. And then, you know, when he was out there, he had one of the largest arms in the league. I'm not saying Stidham does, but that one's always a tough one until they get on the field. And I think just the fact that he is criticized about his arm, there is a lot of conversation and there's a narrative going that if the NFL is a quarterback driven league that and he doesn't have a big enough arm, he's not going to be able to use that arm to win games. And at the end of the game, the day. Games are what's most important. So with that, there's a lot of gray area on him and a lot of juries jury still out in order to, and it's not as clear cut. So let's look at the situation. So the situation is one of the most kind of ridiculous situations that a guy like Jared Stidham could ever possibly walk into. Okay, so, you know, he is replacing a legend. I don't need to repeat that. That's obvious. but. I think on the flip side, there's been a lot of people that have immediately said he sucks, immediately said he's not the quarterback, he's going to fail if he does that. But I don't think like the people that are talking about the negative of Stidham are doing their, themselves a service or doing the New England Patriots a service 
of talking about what they have in front of them. And what they have in front of them is the arguably the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, who has taken a player like Tom Brady and set him up to be argued as the greatest quarterback of all time. It is hard to see Tom Brady doing what he did with six championships in New England somewhere else like Tampa. If he started his career in Tampa, would Tom Brady have six Super Bowls? I think that's, that one's a tough one to argue. So I think with that being said, you really need to think about when you're thinking about hit Stidham from you know investment perspective and you're trying to build the case and make decisions. Two things you got to really look at are Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick drafted this guy. Bill Belichick is a quarterback type coach and will put his quarterbacks up in winning positions. He's proved that. Look at Matt Castle as a case study. When Brady got hurt and went down, Matt Castle was limited, much like Jared Castle or Jared Stidham could be. But the New England Patriots still went 11 and 5, which is just insane to think about. So Bill Belichick has proven that he has the ability to take quarterbacks that might not have um, that might be not might not be a slam dunk right out of the gates and set them up to win. The other factor that I like just based on a situation is the defense. While the defense might have taken a step or two back at the end of last season, the defense was dominant for a majority of last season, and they've still got a lot of those pieces and parts, and they were a menace. I mean, hell, if you played fantasy football and you had the New England Patriots like I did, they were probably your, your, your best or second best player on your team. So Stidham, if he's the quarterback, is given that opportunity to not only have Bill Belichick supporting him, but that defense, which is critical for young quarterbacks. Moments. The only type of moments we've got from Stidham that are up from playing in the New England Patriots are some preseason film. Um, that's out there where he had a couple back shoulder passes and looked nice. But then the one it seems like the naysayers want to gravitate to are week three of last year when I think it was the game where uh, uh, Darnold was seeing ghosts on the field in New England. It was a primetime game, Sunday or Monday night. I remember watching it. New England was just destroying the, the Jets. And if you want to see kind of the case study of a brilliant defense, the Jets or the Pats defense in that game was out of control. But then, you know, which the Patriots hardly ever do, you know, they put in Stidham and he had a pick six to Jamal Adams who ran it back. And I think the game ended like 30 to 14 dominant victory by Pats, but maybe didn't look as as dominant as it was based on the score. So a lot of New England fans say maybe not fans, but just people in the market say that Stidham sucks because that's like the tail of the tape. Whereas in the Seku episode, I talked about the dunk on Tristan Thompson, which was positive. You know, I, I think you can take one play with a grain of salt. It, we just don't have a lot of footage right now. So that, again, it becomes a little more murky when evaluating and building the case based on moments. I just don't think the moments are there. And the one we have is just quite negative. Intangible factors. The last category. I think the one thing not a lot of people are holding on to, which I am using and considering as I make investment decisions around Jarrett Stidham is the biggest intangible factor for him is that he had a year to play alongside Tom Brady. That is something that 
is just so critical to the development of a young quarterback and to learn from one of, if not the greatest of all time, argued across the board. But that is something that not a lot of young quarterbacks have the experience. And I think there is so much in that year of learning and who knows what those conversations and what that quarterback room look like. But inevitably, you cannot deny that Jared Stenham did not get better as a pro and student of the game learning one year from Tom Brady. So that is that. And that is something that I think from an intangible factors should definitely be considered uh, moving forward. So just to recap, skill, it's got the same frame as an Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. No one's talking about that. Accurate. Level three type passer, knocks, maybe not a great arm, maybe not good under pressure. Situation, great defense. The hoodie is a QB soothsayer. Moments, not so great. Pick six that stands out. But again, there's not a lot of tape there. Intangible factors, Tom Brady. Stidham's cards are elevating. So about a week and a half ago, you could get his Prism 10 for $125. Now one just sold yesterday um, as we're recording this for $150. So hype is happening, which is going to happen, right? Right now, he appears like the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. So the question is, what am I doing? And what do I recommend the market do at this time with Jared Stenham? Well, everyone's going to have their own response and everyone's going to react differently. But as I've thought about the situation, there's a lot of uncertainty. I do think Jared Stidham, no matter what, will get the first crack at the job. I think that Bill Belichick is going to set him up for success, and it's really on Jared Stidham to keep that job. I think things like the New England Patriots defense will help him keep the job. He just needs to make the right decisions. So I am not 100% all in because some things are a little murky, and I can tell you I'm not all about spending $150 on a Prism 10 right now. I'm just not. I just, there's too much uncertainty there. I think that's too high. So my recommendation is if you got them, start building them or use those relationships that you have that you've built and developed in the online marketplace, whether it's in Discord groups, Facebook communities, on Instagram, use those relationships to your advantage. Because Jarrett Stidham is so polarizing and such a polarizing topic and investment, chances are it'll be 50-50. Some people who have Stidham cards are holding on to them and wanting to get them graded, right? There's not a lot of Stidham cards graded right now in the marketplace. Or two, some people don't believe in Stidham and they've got cards and they're willing to, to get rid of them. My recommendation on how you should move forward is If you are on the side of you think there are potential gains in Jarrett Stidham and you're interested in getting involved in Jarrett Stidham, use your relationships and start buying those cards raw. Buy enough that you're not tipping the scale and enough that make you feel like you're going to get some gains on the other side. And once you have those, those cards, when PSA or PGS opens up, send those babies in. Gives you some time. Hell, you might there might be some time where you have these raw cards and you've, you've not spent a lot of uh, money on those and you don't end up setting them in because Stidham hasn't played well and he's lost his job. Who knows? It's fluid and it's changing, but I think 
there's enough good things that are happening right now with collecting and quarterbacks that I think that's where the opportunity really is, just to buy up his cards raw if you like them and sit on them and then make a decision as the situation is so fluid on whether you send them in or not. Hopefully that helps. This is just such a fun topic and I love chopping it up. Would love to get your feedback. Definitely reach out to me on all your favorite social media channels at Stacking Slabs. Let me know what you think about Jared Stedham or other future topics. I'd love to hear from you. Everyone hit the subscribe button. Be safe. And we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace.